Hey guys, welcome back. I'm super excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Like the intro said, my name is Victoria. That is at Victoria on TikTok. And today we're going to be talking about the For You page. This is something that my group voted on. If you're not in the TikTok squad yet, you can go to TikTok, like the app, dash squad.com and join the conversation. I feel like every time I say the word TikTok or TikTok, I need to clarify. I've been made aware that my accent is... <laughs> you know, not the easiest to understand sometimes. I know it's not crazy, especially if you live in Texas. You probably don't think I have a Texas accent, but a lot of people, especially from the UK, have pointed out that I got a little bit of an accent. If you're ever confused, I'm going to try really hard to always say TikTok like the app or TikTok like the podcast or be really intentional when I say TikTok because it's like kind of a punny pun, right? But like, it's also kind of confusing. Why did I do that? I wanted to thank everyone that's left me a review on the iTunes store. It really does help me show up in the rankings better and help people find this podcast. So thank you guys. If you haven't yet, you can go ahead and leave a rating and leave a little comment so I can hear your thoughts and what you like and what you don't like. Pretty much, I wanted to kind of reach out and see what you guys are wanting to learn. This podcast is for you to learn and to grow and to find your place on TikTok so that you can use it to grow your influence and build your business. A lot of business owners and entrepreneurs and marketers are totally writing off TikTok because they don't see it as a place that they can make a sale. They can't go on there, make a post, and make money directly from that post. But this app is so much more valuable than that. We're seeing huge careers be launched. We're also seeing a low investment advertisement rate. On Instagram, you would pay thousands and thousands of dollars for an account with a million followers to do an ad for you. But we're actually seeing really low rates for advertisements, which is a double-edged sword for me as an influencer and also as a business owner. I can see both sides of it. I can see why businesses are trying to get less for their investment. It's also frustrating on my side of it when people are <laughs> when people are undercutting the time and effort that I put into creating content. So it is a weird double-edged sword. Before we get started, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome to TikTok Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson. I'm a verified TikTok creator and professional makeup artist based in Dallas, Texas. After gaining over 800,000 TikTok followers in just six months, I became obsessed with helping aspiring creators and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to find your niche, increase your income, and build your influence with short form video content, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and insight from top TikTok creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand on TikTok and beyond. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of TikTok Radio. Today's TikTok tip is about the For You page. This is a question I get probably like 50 times a day from people new to the app that are trying to figure it out. So you know how on Instagram you have your feed, so the people you're following, and then you can go to the Explore page and see new accounts, see content that Instagram has curated for you based on what you're liking, what you're spending time reading, what you're spending time watching, the hashtags that are on those posts that you're interacting with. Well, the For You page, is essentially a curated feed that is run by the algorithm, the mysterious algorithm that everyone is always speculating about on every platform. Yes, TikTok has that too. 
So in the app, there's the For You page. That's where most people discover content. Yes, you can discover content through hashtag and searches, and they have been working on improving the hashtags and the search features. But right now, the For You page is the main way you're going to get your content out to an audience that's not already following you. A lot of people say, oh my gosh, do I have to use a certain hashtag? How do I get on the For You page? And the answer is every single person, when you post, you go on the For You page, unless you have a private account. And how those videos perform based on what people will comment, when people watch, when they stop watching, if they watch it again, if they share it, if they like it, that all is a factor in determining how many more people see the video. Now, just like YouTube, TikTok is basically run by watch time. What that means is, depending on how long people view your video, that's gonna determine how many more people see your video. So just to give you like a little conceptual, I, that doesn't even make any sense, just to give you guys a little idea of how it works. So you post a video, and that video is put on the For You page of 10 people who have liked videos similar to yours, so using keywords, using similar hashtags and whatnot, it's shown to 10 people. And if those 10 people watch your video all the way through, or at least I would say 90% of the way through, then you're going to show up to 10 more people and it keeps expanding. You go into different pools. There's different levels. It's kind of hard to get into it all here. So you can expect a video to be on my YouTube channel as well with some visuals for you. But essentially, you're getting shown to more and more people. And the more those people respond positively with higher watch time, comments, and shares, then the more people your content is going to be shown to. Hopefully that makes sense. So when these videos go really Really viral and they're actually viral content because people are watching it all the way through they're watching it more than once and they're sharing it with other people things have changed since musically became TikTok in that was 2018 so you know things are constantly updating and changing but right now it seems that watch time is the number one factor as well as shares comments and likes are important but I think one of the main reasons comments are important is because if someone's taking the time to comment on your post your video is actually playing in the background so in order to get higher watch time one of my tips is to have comments turned on so that people can leave you a comment now if we talk about the whole mental health and getting bullied and whatnot, I do turn my comments off sometimes on videos if I feel that it's affecting my mental health. So you totally have permission to do that. But a way to get people to comment is have an interactive caption and then have them comment on it so that it takes them longer to watch it. You know, it's playing in the background as they're typing out their comment. That way you're getting higher watch time. You're also getting that engagement. So you're able to reply to that comment, interact with that follower gain another fan. So I hope that helps you understand the For You page a little bit better. I'm going to try to keep it short today because we do have a really interesting interview with Zach Pinsons. If you guys have more questions about the For You page, you can shoot me an email and I will answer them on the show. It's Victoria at TikTok, like the name of the podcast, radio.com. That's Victoria at TikTokRadio.com. I will put it in the show notes. If you guys have questions, please, please, please send them in because this podcast, like I said, is for you and I want to be able to address the things that you're struggling with with and the things that you want to improve on. Now next week we're going to get into why videos don't perform well and some ways you can combat that. I, I hear people say all the time like, oh, I think I'm shadow banned or, um, you know, there's something wrong because my video is not showing up on people's For You pages and the reality of it is a harsh reality and 
I'm sorry if this comes across. I'm kind of a no BS kind of gal. Um, but if your videos aren't getting likes and they're not getting shown to people and people aren't engaging with it or watching it all the way through, it is not an interesting video. And it's not content that's serving you. It's not valuable content to others. One thing I see a huge mistake always is that people put out content that serves them. Like them looking really cute or them doing a photo shoot or them modeling something or them doing whatever like ooh look at me and that's kind of how Instagram is Instagram's a very like Instagram's a very like ooh look at me app but that's not how TikTok is it's an entertainment app so people aren't going there to hype you up essentially I mean that kind of can happen but like that's not the purpose of it and I think it's just an adjustment in mindset because Instagram is so much like me 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 on TikTok you really need to be creating content that is engaging and serves other people so whether that is content that is educational that helps people feel included and helps people understand your brand. So, you know, if you're a business owner, some of my favorite people to follow educate about their businesses or, you know, their careers. So there's a psychologist I really love to follow. I follow two orthodontists and I don't even have braces anymore, you guys. I just think it's cool seeing them make the retainers and kind of the braces humor, which I guess that's my, um, my scars from having braces when I was 18. That's a story for another day. But there's so many people out there that are creating educational content that's also entertaining. Like there's several like relationship coaches. One of um, my friends, Josie and Dominic, make content for a company that has to do with behavioral science. So there's, you know, so much stuff out there. Don't limit yourself to thinking you just have to be funny. More on this next week. I could talk all day about it. Let's move into our interview with Zach Pinsons. So Zach is one of my good friends that I met through the app actually. It's funny you're going to be seeing more and more people like that. It really is a community you guys. For those of you that follow me on social media, my husband and I spent a month in LA over the holidays collaborating with our friends Dominic and Josie who both have almost over 3 million followers. Like it's insane and we met them about this time last year when they were just brand new baby creators. So it's been incredible to watch their growth. They connected us with Zach. He also lives in Santa Monica where we were staying, so it was really cool to get to connect with him and hear his journey and I was immediately intrigued because he is a hypnotist. I mean, how many hypnotists do you know? None, right? Well, actually, I know like three or four, but someone that does it on this scale is kind of like another level. Like we know people that do hypnotherapy, but Zach really is a performance hypnotist as well. Immediately, his career sparked my interest and I knew I was starting this podcast and I wanted to have him on. Before we dive into his interview, go ahead and screenshot this podcast, post it to your Instagram story and tag me at Victoria Jameson. That's Jameson like the whiskey. And let me know where you're watching from because I'm really interested to see. We have people from all over. Over the world watching you guys. Five countries I can already see in my analytics and we have over a hundred listeners which is so special and crazy to me. Um, I would love to hear how you discover this podcast if it was for me obnoxiously advertising it on my Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook or if you actually found it from a search I would be intrigued to know. So go ahead post a screenshot let me know where you're watching from and let me know how you found this podcast or any of your thoughts. Also I'm always open to hearing who you guys want to hear from next. I have some interviews with Minnie and Tink, Nick and Sienna, Yodeling Haley, and many more coming soon. All right, let's do it. I am here with my friend, Zach, and we are going to be talking about his TikTok journey. Zach is at, I was hoping I could say he's at 3 million followers, but he's at 2.9 million. He's almost there. And he just recently hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. So congrats, Zach. Thanks. Yeah, excited to be chatting about TikTok. 
a really big accomplishment. Okay, so I already know Zach because we spent some time together in LA when Matt and I were out there with Dominic and Josie, and we all got to know each other there. We actually all hung out on New Year's Eve playing board games and eating sushi, which was super fun. I know I've already asked you. I feel like I've already picked your brain, so but everyone else needs to know. So tell me a little bit about you. Like, where are you from? How old are you? <laughs> Just all the... All the essential details, the right? normal things. <laughs> yeah. 24 years old, living out here in LA, in Santa Monica, California. I actually just moved out here a couple months ago, originally born and raised in New Hampshire, uh, but I'm a full-time hypnotist. So I do the college circuit and perform for colleges and sometimes high schools as well, traveling around usually during the fall and the spring, performing hypnosis shows for different schools and college campuses. Uh, sometimes I work with private clients as well to help them with personal transformation. And then when I'm not on the road and performing and doing shows and seeing clients, then collabing with other influencers, YouTubers, TikTokers, Instagrammers, and making content and hypnotizing higher profile creators. Just hit a good milestone on YouTube, which is exciting. Almost 3 million on TikTok. So people have definitely enjoyed the content. That's kind of what I do in a nutshell is do some hypnosis. And it's super unique content. Like I feel like I don't know of a lot of celebrity hypnotist type of people. I mean, you see them like on talk shows and stuff like that, but tell our listeners a little bit about what you did before you became a full-time hypnotist. Yeah, so I started learning hypnosis when I was a senior in college. I decided to learn magic after my sophomore year just for fun. So I taught myself sleight of hand and card tricks. And after about a year of performing and just doing it for friends and family, I was enjoying it so much that I decided to get into doing other types of entertainment. So I started doing stand-up comedy a little bit, improv comedy, and then eventually just went into hypnosis and all self-taught at the beginning. Just picked up some books and DVDs and thought, you know what, why not teach myself hypnosis? If I can learn magic from scratch, from nothing, I literally couldn't even shuffle a deck of cards before I started learning. It was total ground zero. Thought, you know what, why not learn hypnosis? I've always thought it was really neat and really cool. My first time seeing it was as a freshman in college as well. Never did I ever think that I would actually be doing it as a career at that point. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And after a few months of teaching myself, was really enjoying it, was getting pretty good at it. And I was a communication major at the time. And so I didn't have a direct trajectory when I graduated. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be a full-time hypnotist when I graduate. And so that's exactly what I did is I started working with a mentor over my last semester, started doing a lot of free shows in the college res halls on campus. Literally the day that I graduated, I started my certifications at the National Guild of Hypnotists to become fully certified, started making YouTube videos, started doing shows. Now, a little less than two years later, here I am living out in LA, millions of followers, hundreds of millions of views. And not only is it my full-time job, but I've become one of the biggest and the best. It's been exciting. Which is really cool. So when did you realize that hypnotism and social media together was going to be something you could actually pursue full-time? So I first started getting on social media with hypnosis when I graduated and was jumping into doing shows. And I was sort of navigating that dynamic of you need experience to get hired, but how do you get hired unless you have the experience? Right. For me, it was about creating social proof. And so I thought, all right, I'll create content on YouTube and put videos on my channel that I literally started from ground zero, no subscribers, no videos, no views, nothing, but just started it up. And literally my first few videos was me walking up to strangers, completely cold turkey, just in the park and downtown at the beach, walking up to people that I didn't know saying, I'm a hypnotist. Do you want to be hypnotized? And most of them would say no, because it's a weird thing for sure. <laughs> See, that makes me nervous. I don't think I could even do that. Well, you do it enough times, it eventually become comfortable. That's true. That's very true. And because it wasn't performed to get shows, I had to create content somehow. Right. As in people, and as another type, as another entertainer, so as a magician, I could just do magic in my room and record it. Or right. a comedian, I could just tell jokes in front of my friends or family. 
But hypnosis, you need people to hypnotize in order to demonstrate <laughs> how to do. And if I wasn't getting hired to do shows yet, then I had to find people to do it, which is why I literally walked into strangers in public and got people to hypnotize. And that sort of got the ball rolling into me starting to get some shows for campgrounds and then fraternities and sororities and then high schools and then colleges and then ended up working with the agency that I'm now with to do tours and do shows not just in New England where I was from, but all around the country. A couple months ago, so about five months ago, heading into my first tour last fall, I just got on TikTok because I've heard a lot about it. And I saw Gary Vee, who I follow, pushing TikTok a lot in his platform. So I thought, you know I what? I have a feeling he's going to be coming up a lot. <laughs> right. And actually, I saw another another friend of mine, Evan the Card Guy, who I'm sure you've seen on TikTok. Yes. For people who are familiar with TikTok, listen. I saw he was making videos of his magic and his performing. And I thought, you know what? If he could do it with magic, I could do it with hypnosis. And so I started putting my content on TikTok. Literally started just repurposing my YouTube videos, just taking the same clips that were there and just cutting them down into shorter clips or making them vertical instead of horizontal or adding some soundtracks or some text, whatever it might be, formatting them for the app, but just taking the same videos. I wasn't even creating new content, just repurposing content, putting it on the app. And after about a week or so, I finally had a video that blew up and got 2 million views in like a day and wow. exploded my following and just continued to get the ball rolling. And actually, ironically enough, the first TikToker that I collabed with was actually Evan the Card Guy, which is kind of a cool oh, circle. That's so cute. <laughs> he, we connected and he saw some of my videos and was commenting on them like, oh my gosh, please hypnotize me. That'd be so fun. I'm like, yeah, let's make this happen. And and from there, I've hypnotized a lot of other TikTokers since, but it's kind of cool that he was the first one that I connected with and collabed with since he was one of the people that I saw. I was like, hey, I could do that too and decided to start doing it. And you know what's funny is your content is so unique. Like people know you as that hypnotist guy on TikTok. Like I'm in several group chats with other creators. Guy was like, oh, I'm going to LA to collab with people and I really want that hypnotist guy to, to hypnotize me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know him. Let me know if you want <laughs> yeah. me to hook you up. So people really do know you for that because your content stands out so much. And I'm really glad you brought up repurposing content because that's something as like a social media strategist, I talk to people a lot about is finding those platforms where your content does well and then repurposing it. So you're not, you know, spinning your wheels, doing the same thing over and over again, taking your YouTube videos and then chopping them up. Did, did you get the idea to do that from Gary Vee or were you just trying to save time or? Yeah, it was just, well, when I started, I didn't even know how to use TikTok at all. I think that first video I posted was like the last day of August or end of August was literally just a random. In 2019? Video. Me, yeah, in 2019, okay, wow. less than half a year ago, just posted a video of me just being like, oh, like, am I doing this TikTok thing right? Like, first video, first post, whatever. And I got like four views. I was like, how do you <laughs> people even get views on these? I don't even know, whatever, this is stupid. And then a couple of days later, I was like, you know what? I should give it a fair chance and I should actually put up some hypnosis content. And because I had plenty of stuff I've posted on YouTube and already, I thought, you know, we'll just take some of the best clips and some of the highlights and maybe some quick induction videos or some of the funniest skits or things like that. And because I've been on YouTube for a while, I already had a sense of what my best videos were based on the ones that had gotten the most views. And so I knew which ones were sort of the funniest or the best reactions. I was like, all right, I'll just take those clips and put them out on TikTok. And it's always funny when you think you know what video is going to do well, and it ends up being the one that you thought wasn't going to do. Right. That's the one that goes viral. And so you never know. The point is just to put out content and just put it out there and you know, eventually sort of got the ball rolling and blew up and I was at 100,000 followers in two weeks since joining me. That is crazy. 
So you have grown to almost 3 million followers in how many months is that since August where it's February yeah. right now. That's Five. that's six yeah. months. That's six months. This app is amazing for organic growth, especially when you're in a really niche market um, like Zach is. So that's incredible. What did your friends and family think when you started growing kind of a social media following? They said it was cool. Uh, and I, I have a lot of younger siblings. I'm actually the oldest of nine, which is cool. So eight younger siblings, five younger brothers and three younger sisters. And especially for the youngest of my younger siblings, they think it's so cool that, oh my gosh, big brother lives out in LA and he ties in famous celebrities and it's so cool. And especially after, you know, it didn't really go very far the first year, right? building up that traction of starting up the YouTube channel and just getting into doing shows and just getting the ball rolling. And I made like no money last year at all because I was still just creating that foundation and building my skills and even doing shows for free if I had to, to create content right. or doing them for super cheap on the dollar or whatever it was. So I didn't really make a lot of money. And so people are kind of looking at me like, oh, how long is it? <laughs> are you really going to make this your career? Like what's, what's going on? Um, but for me, just not giving up and sticking with it and knowing that I wasn't doing it for the money anyways. I mean, obviously I need to make a living, but I was doing it because I loved it and because I was passionate about it and I enjoyed it. And that's what life is about is doing what makes you fun, what makes your life better and the life of those around you better. And so for me, I was able to see ways that I could do that with hypnosis that, you know, regardless of how much money it's making me, I want to keep doing this because I have fun. And I think part of that shows and showed through my content of I wasn't trying to be somebody that I wasn't. I wasn't trying to create content specifically for the platform or try to fit myself into somebody else's mold or the mold of the social media algorithms. I just was like, hey, this is me. This is what I do. Here's my content. Here's me having fun hypnotizing people or doing a show or performing or whatever it may be. People loved it. People thought it was the coolest thing and thought it was really neat. And that's been a really cool thing, even just in my own personal integrity, is that I've been able to get grow to almost 3 million followers by just doing what I love and by just staying true to myself. And the whole time I've always just been me. And sure, I could have probably grown even more followers if I was trying to be tactical and use techniques to really milk the audience and milk the views as much as possible. But I just do it or I put out my content and me having fun and me enjoying it and just being along for the ride. And it's been cool that I've been able to grow a following by doing that. That was going to be one of my questions is, are you strategic with your content? So I know a lot of people are really into uh, like the algorithm and the analytics and I do YouTube. I obviously don't do YouTube as good as you do right now. I'm working on that. Did you have to learn about the technical side of things in order to start growing or did you see natural growth and then you had to catch up kind of? Yeah, I think it's important to be tactical in the right things. Right? I think nobody should ever be tactical when it comes to being fake and being somebody that you're not. So for me, if it was like, oh, or for example, one of the things that I enjoy doing is putting up more long form versions of my content. Like if I have a performance, I'll put up the entire uncut performance beginning to end. So you can see me walk up to somebody, see the entire process of me hypnotizing them, all the suggestions I do, how I finish it. And when I walk away, literally the whole thing is out there for people to watch. Whereas a lot of other hypnotists, they want to cut it up and chop it up and make it really pretty and flashy and showy and make it seem like they're much cooler and better than <laughs> And those types of videos are bound to get more views because they're more fast paced and they're flashier and more showier, but it's less authentic and less real. And so for me, that's not something that I'm willing to get tactical about as far as, oh, I want to edit my videos in that way to make myself seem better than I am. I just want to be able to showcase my talent and put videos of me having fun doing what I'm doing. So that, so regardless of how many views they would get, I would still just put the full performance 
But that being said, there are still other areas where it's important to be tactical in. So when I put a video out, maybe thinking of the best title that I can put on the video right. so can rank in the SEO better and have more keywords. And when people are searching hypnosis, beach hypnosis, hypnosis on the beach, hypnosis induction, fast hypnosis, real hypnosis, some of those keywords are in my titles so that my videos are coming up. Or thinking about the thumbnail that I have in my video. Like that's something that everybody that makes content, if you increase the quality of your thumbnail, you're going to get more views because people are attracted to the visuals. Like, ooh, that looks interesting. I want to click on that and watch it. So for me, I would never like make custom thumbnails and really try to get super in-depth with it. But I'd always take a screen grab, but just being strategic about the best part of my video to take a screen mm -hmm. grab, right? A really shock, surprise face moment or a moment where somebody is dying hypnosis and looks really cool or whatever it might be, right? Putting a smart thumbnail there. So for me, it's about being tactical in the areas that still feel congruent to me to be who I am and be authentic with my content. I don't want to be tactical trying to be somebody that I'm not and mimic what other people are doing or try to be what other people want me to be. I still always want to make the content the way that I want to make it. But within that, I want to be tactical as possible or using hashtags, using the right thumbnails, the right titles, the right captions, you know, creating the right moments from the shows. When you put a video on TikTok or the first two seconds are so important to captivate people's attention. So being tactical in the sense of starting your video on an open loop or on a surprise moment or a big reaction to get people to continue watching. So you want to be tactical in those ways, but not tactical to the point that you're not staying true to your own content. Not tactical to the point of manipulation, essentially. Exactly. Yes. And I think we see that a lot online uh, these days is that a lot of content creators will put out content to manipulate people essentially into watching their content. So I think yeah. that's super important for people. Clickbait, right? No, yes, nobody click likes bait. to be clickbaited. No one likes to be clickbaited, essentially. Yes. Um, now, do you think that your TikTok following has progressed your YouTube following or vice versa? Do you think you, do you, okay, let me rephrase. Do you think you grew on TikTok because you already had a YouTube following or do you think they've kind of gone hand in hand together? They're like pumping each other up. How do you think that relates? Yeah, well, I was, I was on YouTube for over a year before I was ever on TikTok and I had already gotten, I think I was at about 50,000 subscribers on YouTube before even posting my first video on TikTok. So I was doing okay on YouTube at the time. But even now, in six, less than six months ago, since joining TikTok, my YouTube has gone from 50,000 to 230,000 the day we're recording this video. And so it's been definitely helpful to see the way that my TikTok following has you know, come over to my YouTube, especially because TikTok's short form. All the videos are under 60 seconds. And so people want to see more, they go to my YouTube and then they can watch the whole 20 minute performance or the longer clips from the shows. Or I even have a video where I have my entire hour show on my YouTube channel. People can watch a whole show of mine. So YouTube is a great place to create this library of longer form content. And for people that are curious enough about the short form stuff they see on TikTok, they've gone over to the YouTube to make it happen. And so, that we see that with like across the board, all types of creators. Totally. Like when people start to like your TikTok content, they want more content from you. So when you can point them to YouTube and Instagram or even a blog and stuff like that, um, it's a really great conversion. Even without making any YouTube videos, people could just go straight to my YouTube and consume more of my content. Of course, I've made more content since and I've posted at least one video, if not more, on YouTube pretty much every single week. But creating this library of content, but just having it there and having that content available, worst case, is just there for people to watch. The best case, like you never know, it can go viral months, years later and making you money on the side too. Now, how has your 
posting technique on TikTok changed since you first joined the app in August and now? Like how often were you posting or are you posting currently? So about for the first month, I was maybe two or three videos a week, um, just still experimenting with it, putting content out there. And that after about a month, I upped to trying to post consistently at least one video a day. I was posting about one a day. And then towards start of December, middle of December, I decided to up to about three posts a day. And for the most part, I've been pretty consistent with posting three videos a day, every single day. And posting more content gives you more chances for videos to go viral. And it also forces me to create more content if I run out. So if I have nothing to post, then it's just a matter of like, all right, well, let's make something, right? Even if it's just a video of me dancing or talking or something simple, right? Just putting out more content for my viewers to watch. So right now I'm posting three videos a day on TikTok, and it's still similar, similar type content. Now it's more collaborations, which has definitely been nice. So collaborations with other TikTokers and YouTubers, and I have more content that I can start putting out there when I do these meetups and hypnotize these other influencers. This time of year has been slower with shows because I tend to be busiest in the spring and the fall. The schools are in session in winter and summer, um, but I'll be hitting the road again in the next couple of weeks, and I'll be having a lot more shows. So when I'm on the road and doing shows a lot more, and more of my content will start to shift into being content from some of my shows since right. we're performing and I always make sure I'm filming those and kind of have that content. So it's sort of seasonal based on where I'm at, what I'm doing. Nonetheless, it's always hypnosis, which is my niche. Speaking of collabs, I know that you recently went to the Hype House, which people that are on TikTok, if you're listening to this and you're new to TikTok, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. And a simple search will answer your question. But those of you who are already TikTok users, you know the Hype House well, and you know Charlie. So tell us what your experience was, how you got hooked up with the Hype House, I guess, and how it was hypnotizing the fastest growing TikToker in history of the app. History of the app. Well, funny enough, I, I actually, I, I didn't go to the Hype House. It wasn't the Hype House yet, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So it, it was the same house, but it wasn't actually called the Hype House yet. It didn't it, have the hype. It wasn't there yeah, yet. Well, they, they had the hype. They just hadn't actually given themselves the hype and called themselves. <laughs> but it was literally within two weeks of them moving in. So it was still very new. Um, and I had connected with Thomas, who is kind of the person who runs the house. And I connected with him at another collab. And he was like, hey, we got to have you over this weekend to do some hypnosis. We got Charlie and Dixie staying with us this weekend. I know all of them would love to get hypnotized. And it would be a lot of fun. And of course, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It'll be great. And so I connected with them and went over to the not called Hype House yet Hype House in California and hypnotized Charlie and Lil Huddy and a bunch of other creators there as well. And it's just a lot of fun. It was really cool to be able to connect with them and collab with them. And some of the videos I posted from that collab have done really well on both YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. And so it was definitely, definitely a cool experience. Uh, that was actually one of the first videos I saw of you because Dominic and Josie said, yeah, our friend Zach, he's a hypnotist. And you know, there's so many creators on TikTok. You don't always know people when people talk about other creators. And you came up on my For You page and I'm like, oh, this is the guy. <laughs> like, oh, there he is. That's Zach. Um, yeah. yeah, like that's Zach. So that was pretty cool. I know you don't film in TikTok because you're repurposing a lot of content. What tool do you use the most to create content for TikTok? Yeah, so for me, a lot of my content, I actually will edit on my computer. 
So because I'm filming videos oftentimes for YouTube, I'm taking those same clips and just cropping them to make them vertical for the app or taking the specific clips and putting them on TikTok. So a lot of, a lot of times I'm just using my video editor on my computer. I use Wondershare, Wondershare Filmora as my PC video editor when I'm editing on my oh, phone. Oh, you use PC. Yeah, I do. Oh, I don't. I don't so a, that's a new one for a me. Single Apple products. I don't have a Mac. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to cancel this podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> cancel the podcast, right? What was Apple sponsoring it or something? <laughs> That's actually really great because I don't know anything about Windows. So I will put the app that Zach just mentioned in the show notes. So if anyone wants, to, if anyone doesn't have a Mac and wants editing questions, I have no idea. So yeah. that will help you. Well, the, other, the other app I use when I am editing on my phone is called InShot, which is one that's available in the Play Store and the App Store. And so you can use it whether you're an Apple user or not. So InShot is the, the phone editor that I will usually use. But for the most part, I'm editing on my computer and then just putting it on my phone and then uploading from there. So let's talk about like the business side of things. So you are a full-time content creator and hypnotist. You make income from YouTube. Do you make income from TikTok? So not really. I mean, there's, you know, like you can go live on TikTok and right. you can get tips on TikTok and it's sort of a way to sort of, I see it as a way to more get tips, but not really a consistent income. Right? Okay. I've made a couple hundred dollars even just total from going live. Have you done any brand deals? No, I haven't done brand deals. I have been reached out by a few people asking, but for me, I'm more careful about what brand deals I want to take because for me, a big part of my brand is the integrity of, you know, who I am and my content, having fun. And I, I don't necessarily want to work with a brand that I personally wouldn't use to represent myself, right? Like right. if I, like I, for example, I don't drink. And so I wouldn't represent an alcohol company or brand, right. even if they need a lot of money to do it, just because it's not consistent with my lifestyle and who I am. It's my goal mm-hmm. is to be authentic as possible and be me. And so I haven't had any brands that have reached out that have been one that I would feel congruent with accepting and working with them to do so. So I haven't made any money from posting any sponsored ads or sponsored posts yet. It's only a matter of time as my, my content continues to grow. But That's so true. far, it's been mostly just the YouTube ad revenue. And of course, I still do my shows, which is sort of my main um, source of revenue and income at this point. Um, but it's definitely nice to have gotten to the point where I had that passive income coming in from YouTube every month where even if I have a slower month with my shows or if I'm still want to try something new or experiment, like I still can pay the bills and get by doing what I'm doing and not have to work a job and keep this as my full-time thing. Right. I think you fit into a really interesting category of social media creators that we're seeing growing people that are able to pursue their passions full-time because of their social media following. I think it's really cool to see because it's allowing so many people to be a lot more fulfilled in their careers, which is always a good thing. What would you go back and do differently if you had just started TikTok today? I know that's hard to imagine for you since you literally grew 3 million followers in six months, but if you were going to go back and do anything differently, what would it be? I would say just post more from the beginning. I mean, like I mentioned, when I was starting, I was posting couple videos a week and then even still just one a day but being willing to just put more content out there and just post more right from the get-go and I think I was trying to post like really only my best content only my best videos and those of course did well but even if I posted videos that I didn't think were going to do well because like I mentioned some of the videos that have gone the most viral are ones that I didn't think would blow up but they did and so literally by posting more I just give myself the chance to go viral faster maybe if I posted more the first month or first two months I'd be it almost 4 million instead of 3 million or whatever it might have still been awesome regardless of the number. But if I could go back and do it again, 
I just post more from the get-go. Maybe you would be Charlie. You would be at 25 million. Yeah, I would be Charlie. Uh, what advice would you give to someone with a passion that they're wanting to turn into a career like you did? Yeah, man, I said passion is the biggest thing that'll drive you because it's, it's the hard work that will get you there. And you have to be willing to kind of embrace the suck and be willing to put up with it when it's not you know, glamorous and you don't have the following, you don't have the money yet. And there are going to be times when you want to quit, and you want to give up, and you're not motivated, but do it because you love it. Do it because what drives you, the passion is what will keep you going, even in those darkest moments, and even in those lowest of lows, because it's what you love. Even for me, when I was making no money doing hypnosis, I didn't care because I was enjoying it so much. And so for me, that's what kept me going. But the consistency of I'm not giving up because I love this and I'm having so much fun doing it. Eventually that turned into now this is a profitable career and now this is what I can do, not just full time, but making a good amount of money doing as well. But if you want to turn your passion into a career, make sure that it's something that you enjoy. I think a lot of people get into it for the wrong reasons. If they want to be, they want to be famous or they want to be a celebrity or they want to be seen, but they're not doing it out of a place of passion or a place of the drive of something that they love. They're just doing it at a place of trying to get validated. And that can be very discouraging in the influencer world, as I mean, we both know it's not always the easiest to navigate. There can be a lot of a lot of fakeness and a lot of just false facades of people pretending to be something they're not for likes and views and, and all that. And so you just got to stay true to yourself and who you are. And I would say the most important thing for somebody creating content is post who you are and post what you love and don't care about the views, right? If you have a video that is not really who you are that'll get a hundred hundred thousand views and a video that's more relevant and authentic that will only get twenty five thousand views post a relevant authentic one every time because just because you'll get more followers doesn't mean you'll have people following you for the right reason you want people to follow you for who you are like i could post memes on tiktok right now because of the algorithm they'd go viral like every day and i would get more followers but people wouldn't be following me because they know me or they care about me or they like my content they're just like oh he posts the fun memes and then when i stop posting the fun memes forget about him we don't care about him anymore when i post who i am and i show my personality and my unique skills and what i love and i'm passionate about people are like we don't just like follow zach for his content but we follow zach for zach because we like him as a creator and who he is and what he does the coolest thing is that i've built this platform that i have now but also people that like and respect and enjoy what I do and are following me because I'm me and not because I'm trying to be anything I'm not. So right. that'd be my biggest advice to people who want to create content is be who you are, do it from a place of your passion and post because it makes you happy and not because it makes others happy. Yes, that's so true. I feel like a lot of people forget that with social media. And you're right, a lot of people are out there just for the validation. But when you actually have a platform to stand on, it gives you so much more confidence and to be able to share you. So we know that the social media world can be a little bit brutal. And with your career field, I know even when I first met you, I was like, is hypnosis real? Like people are very skeptical. And after talking to you a lot and we, I learned a lot more about it, I know we don't have time to get into all of it. So if you guys want to know more about hypnosis, I'm sure Zach has videos on his channel that talk about kind of how it works and the importance of it and what it does and what it can do for you. Um, but well, how do you deal with social media and tell her you want a part two? We'll just do another episode. Oh yeah, we could do another episode. So if you guys want to know more about hypnosis and how it can actually help you and how it works, 
um, we can totally do a part two. So let me know. But how do you deal with like the naysayers? Because I know, I mean, everyone gets hate. There's haters on every platform. YouTube is the most brutal, but TikTok is really brutal too. So how do you deal with that personally? And then also, do you filter comments? Do you have any technique like that that you use? Do you delete comments? Like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, that's such a real struggle for anybody on social media and anybody with a following, right? There's always going to be people that hate you. But remember, and this is something I posted on my Instagram a few, few days ago, but remember that other people's negative opinions of you actually speak more about who they are rather than who you are. And the fact that other people are taking the time to, to hate or to say negative things or mean things doesn't have anything to say about who I am. It's because there's something else going on in their life. And even right, like if right now I was like, oh, Victoria, you're such a, a bad host and this is a bad podcast and why would you blah, blah, blah. I, just, I would end I was, the, the Zoom call. Yeah, right. End this, right. But hypothetically, if I were to say that, that says way more about my character as being somebody who feels the need to judge you and say mean things about you that aren't true than who you are. It doesn't reflect who you are at all unless it lets you. But when you realize that and remember that, you know, people are coming, when they're hating, they're coming from a place of, of insecurity because you know, the saying is they hate us because they ain't us, right? It's like they're <laughs> fame with a success and they feel the need in order to feel validation in their own life to try to bring somebody down because you have the illusion of being taller if you can make somebody else smaller. And so when you remember that and you keep that in mind that, you know, people aren't, most people aren't hating because they're just jerks and they're rude. They're hating because they're hurting, right? There's an old saying that says, hurt people, hurt people. And so when people are struggling and dealing with something in their own life, that's when they feel the need to attack others. And so the best way to deal with, you know, hate is again, back to Gary Vee, right? It's compassion. is <laughs> to remember that people are struggling through their own things and knowing that it doesn't have to mean anything to me personally. But also remembering that like, we often talk about the hate of, oh, just ignore the hate comments, ignore the hate comments. But for so many people, the reason that the hate gets to them is because they let the praise get, because they want the validation of, oh, you look so good, you're so pretty, your content's amazing. And they let that fuel their ego. And then when they get the hate, then it's like, oh no, oh wait, how could you say that? Oh my gosh, that hurts. <laughs> people say, oh, you're amazing and the best in the universe. Cool. People say, oh, you're the worst and your content's totally fake and scripted and you're a fraud. Cool. Like, <laughs> back either way. But I don't let the, the praise go to my head and I don't let the negativity go to my heart. Either way, you just let people say what they're going to say. And I don't personally filter or delete any comments. I let people have their free speech and whatever they want to say, they'll say. But at the end of the day, I don't let it get to me because I know what I'm doing and I know who I am and other people's opinions of me don't change what I'm doing or my unhappiness. Remember that, you know, other people's inability to, to see your worth doesn't make you any less valuable. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep creating content. Don't let other people get to you. But remember that the people that are hating are just hating you because they wish you were you. So just keep on keeping on. I feel like you are like such an encyclopedia of inspirational quotes. <laughs> like I could quote so many of those things right now. That was really good, you guys. I think growing up as a woman on social media, you hear a lot of these things like, oh, don't let it get to you. Or like, they're just hating because they're jealous or whatever. But like as an adult and talking to more and more creators, I see that that is so true, like over and over again. Truer words have not been spoken. Okay, really quick before we end, this is a speed round. I'm doing this with everyone. This is going to be like the first thing that comes to your mind. What is your favorite trend on TikTok? Favorite trend? I mean, the renegade is just everywhere. Renegade. Classic. Cool. Okay, your favorite TikTok creator? I'm going to just shout out Evan the Card Guy. I know I mentioned him earlier, but since he was the first one I collabed with, shout out to Evan. Keep on. Yay. Keep on. 
What's your favorite TV show? A uh, big fan of America's Got Talent, actually. I don't watch a ton of TV, but I always tune into every episode of AGT. You're going to go on it one day? I mean, you never know. We'll see. What's your favorite podcast? So favorite podcast is School of Greatness. A friend of mine, Lewis Howes, who's another great creator at Lewis on social media, has an awesome podcast where he interviews a lot of other thought leaders and influencers and motivational speakers. I'm teaching people how to be great. So check out School of Greatness is one that I listen to. It's my go-to. Awesome. Well, that is all I have for you. Thank you so much for joining me, Zach. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Of course. And I'm going to tag all of Zach's socials in the show notes so you guys can make sure you check him out. If you guys have any questions for him, you can reach out to him on his social media. Thanks for tuning in to TikTok Radio. Remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, to leave us a review in the iTunes store. Tune in next week for my interview with Minnie and Tink. See y'all then. Peace out, Girl Scout.